What up, Texas? Hey, y'all. Y'all. Is that what they say? That's what they say. Y'all. All right. You we, all. We love Texas. Uh, we love the Dallas-Fort Worth area. We love it so much. We're coming to Burleson, Texas yeah. at Graceview Baptist Church to do the Doctrine and Devotion Regional Conference called Contending for the Gospel, Protecting Orthodoxy, and Promoting Unity. When's it happening, Jimmy? March 21st. Yeah, 10 a.m. Yeah, and the hangout is the Friday night before, Ooh. and you need to get registered because by the 15th, I will be sending out the email to only those that are registered so that they can... Sign up for the Hangout because yeah. that space is extremely limited. So let's just, as an example, let's say we have a thousand people show up for this conference, okay? Sure, just, sure, okay. sure, 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 so, sure, sure. Or a tenth of that. And um, so let's say that that happens, mm-hmm. but we can only fit 20 people into the right. cigar hangout thing. That's right. Well, uh, it's going to be first come first serve basically yeah. for who responds to that email. So to register for the event for the conference, go to doctrineanddevotion.com, click on the banner that says uh, contending for the gospel and you'll find all the details there. Look forward to seeing you. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Boom shakalaka. Boom. Sh- boom. Yeah, we're, do- we're getting it done. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you got to leave. You're I going out of leave. town. Yeah, yeah. And so we got to record a bunch out of, of episodes. Going out of country. Yep. Out of town. It's, out of country. It's still, it's still out of town. Nah, you're still nah, going out of town. Nah, yeah. yeah, hold on, though. You go out of town all the time. Yeah, you leave St. Charles all the time. That's uh, that's how I get out of stuff. When somebody says, "Hey, man, can you?" I'm like, "Sorry, man, I'm out of town." Uh, I just mean I'm three miles over in the next town. I'm in the next town. Yeah, over. sorry, man, yeah, I'm yeah. out of town all day. <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm really excited for this conference coming up. I'm really excited for our conference. It's gonna be, good, it's gonna man. be great, man. You know what? I lived in Arlington. I got family in Arlington. Really? Yep. I was born in Grand Prairie. Oh, you don't care, dude. Do nobody cares about this. Jim. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody See, it's cares. just that you. Uh, you know what? There's. I, I I feel like I don't even know you. You, you know me well. I, you know I don't, I don't know care you. about where no, you were. I don't know you. I felt like you cared. I felt like maybe. I care about you. No, no, no but, you don't, but you don't care about me. I, uh, the real you I care about, don't care about. Where. This is what Jen always like. She's like, so, uh, like, so uh, I'll say, hey, uh, that family had, they had the baby. She's like, oh, really? What are the details? Girl? Oh, how, how, how big? I don't know. Enough. Why would big, I? I don't. Enough. I don't care if it's yeah. nineteen inches or seventeen inches long. It doesn't make a difference to me. Mm-hmm. Six mm-hmm. pounds, eight pounds. What, what do I care? Don't care about that stuff. Mm-hmm. See, that's just anyway. the way you are. I felt like I knew you. Yeah. Uh, you know me. Stop well, being I silly. I, well, I'm going to ask you something because I, 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 I. Oh, okay. I, I mm-hmm. don't really think I know you right now. Okay. All right. What? What were you listening to when I rolled up? I had music on when you came. I always I have music so, on. I, yes, yes. But just, there's some growling typically. Yeah, not always though. Yeah, yeah. This was a, I was probably just on random or something. I don't know. No, no. I wasn't. I, I don't feel like it was random, Joey. It 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 was. I was I was playing Harry Styles. <laughs> what, what what are you doing right, listening listen. to Harry right. Styles? I, I, Harry Styles album Fine Line is uh very good. I like I like that album. <laughs> so for all the time Watermelon Sugar. What? Yeah, Adore You. Yep, those are good. Those are good songs. Oh, those are songs. Yeah. See, I just I don't know I don't know why I like it. As much as you make fun of me. Yeah. That's good music though. 
This is good music. This is good music. It is good music. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I, it's pretty good. You know what? You it's got, got like this like late seventies, eighties kind of vibe to it. You know, you, you got like all right, man. You are an enigma. Mm-hmm. You are yeah. an enigma. How dare you? What do you mean? How dare we? Whatever. What I'm just saying, I, like the music you listen to, how you talk. You mm-hmm. know, not not caring about your friend, uh, your your Bigfoot obsession. You no. know all that. Did I? Did uh, I, I saw it. Did I send that to you? Were the the guy uh, the Department of Transportation? Yeah. 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 Got a, got another picture of Bigfoot. Another. <laughs> Happens all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> Joe, Joe right, so felt so validated. You know me well. We're just mm-hmm. constantly learning about one another. That's all that that's, is. So you know me. I know you. Mm-hmm. You're just learning that I don't only listen to Scandinavian death metal. I also listen to Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are the only... Oh, hold on. And Taylor Swift? I don't really listen to Taylor Swift. I like Taylor Swift, no, but I don't really lie. listen. You listen. Yeah, I don't listen. You... I go to her con- concerts. <laughs> about it. She's got a documentary coming out. What's it called? Oh, I have no Shake idea. it off. Mm, no, what, and that's a song. That's a song, right? I don't know. I know what Ben Shapiro was like. Uh, like torching it though. I, I did. Jen was telling me like Ben Shapiro like lit the thing on fire. He didn't like it. Oh. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> All right, so we got to get into this, man. We got stuff to do today. Yep, yep. So we're uh, we're back in the 1689, mm-hmm. still in chapter 25, paragraphs three. Going to finish it four. Up. Finish it up. So, John, I'm going to go ahead and read uh, paragraph three. Okay. It is lawful for all sorts of people to marry who are able with judgment to give their consent. Yet it is the duty of Christians to marry in the Lord. And therefore, such as profess the true religion should not marry with infidels or idolaters. Neither should such as are godly be unequally yoked by marrying with such as are wicked in their life or maintain damnable heresy. What were you doing? I'm taking pictures. All right. So the lighting's really good in here. Okay. So a big picture here on the front end. Uh, it is lawful for all sorts of people to marry marriage is for all sorts of people in other words you don't have to be a christian to be legitimately married this is an important point right because sometimes people do get a little confused about this um you can have a legit marriage that's it's true uh and not be a believer in jesus but um but you got to enter into it voluntarily right yeah, with judgment, and you got to give your to consent. To give their consent, yes. Yeah, so, and now that gets a little complicated. Oh, right? here because, we go. Because, like, how old do you have to be to properly give consent? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I don't know. I think in Mississippi, they think it's 13 or something. I don't know what it is down there. I'm not really sure. Canada is 13. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> See, so for all you people that were getting ready to start hating on me for saying that, I was just going in the wrong direction. Go up, way up north. So yeah, yeah, you went, you I should have gone, I should have gone, I should have gone north. Yeah. Unless um, they changed that. I don't think they did. So like, I don't really follow that law. That, uh, <laughs> like, looking, Oh my no, gosh. No, 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 I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't follow to see if it's been changed. Oh, okay. You know exactly. Right. But as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, yeah. that came off really yeah, wrong. Did, yeah. But like most of the things we say. So yeah, I mean, like, you have to be able to enter in it. So this would mean, this doesn't necessarily mean arranged marriages are totally wrong, um, depending on how you conduct mm-hmm. the arranged marriages. marriages. Different cultures do this in different ways. Oftentimes arranged marriages, um, there is no input whatsoever from the uh, young people that are getting married, mm-hmm. uh, but the parents have been looking out for them and it works out great. Other times there is a, sort of an interaction. We're not saying that arranged marriages in and of themselves are totally out, but it means that you have to take this very seriously. Like, so what does it mean to enter into this voluntarily? Um, and some people would say any form of arranged marriages are wrong. I think that there's a way to do it mm-hmm. uh, where it could work in particular cultures. I don't know that that 
um, applies here, or it's even ideal. But uh, but you got it. There's there's got to be a way in which you're entering into this willingly. You're not being sold into it. You're not yeah, yeah. considered someone's property. So yeah, marriage is for all kinds of people. Um, but we're, we're interested in in what the confession really focuses on is yeah. marriage for believers, right? It's yeah. the duty of Christians to marry in the Lord and all of that stuff. So Joe, when we're talking about sh- like Christians should marry before the Lord, what does that not mean? Well, uh, I yeah, that's that's a good question to ask because I tend to think, well, what it does mean? What it yeah. it, it doesn't mean that. Um, to marry in the Lord that you have to have a huge expensive service. Uh, it, I mean, I think people, a lot of people think like, well, for it to be a, a, a marriage that is before the Lord, you have to have a number of um, liturgical elements to mm-hmm. a service. Um, I don't think it means anything external or ornamental uh, that some people might associate with a Christian marriage. I think you could strip it down from a lot of things. I don't think you even have to have a message that's preached, right? Like mm. a, a sermon. Um, it might be easier to say what it does mean. What do you think it means to 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 marry in the Lord? To marry uh, before I, the Lord? To marry before the Lord is, uh, I mean, we, we talked about it in the last chapter about, right? Like swearing an oath before God. Yeah. And I think it means swearing an oath uh, to be faithful to each other, to love and to cherish and to uh, encourage and to seek out at each other's flourishing. Mm, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I think it. I think it means that. I think it means um, the, fundamentally, it is this this covenant vow before God, like you said, that we are joining together. Um, where I where it gets a little foggy for me is like so. What has to happen? I mean, in various cultures, for it to be recognized, there are certain legal things. Oh, you're talking about no, I'm not. I'm just saying, like in general, like so, like what? So it, you know, we're supposed to marry in the Lord. Can you marry in the Lord if you're not married legally? Like, could you just, could you just, like, braveheart? You just like go off down by the river, declare it, and just like now we're married. You know, Mm -hmm. is that is that is that is that count? Or do you need a minister there um, who is ordained and licensed by the state to do it? Um, I think it gets a little bit complicated. My my general thought is that for you to marry before the Lord, uh, you need either a a minister or a justice of the peace Mm -hmm. uh, that can legally marry you in your culture, in your community, uh, in which you are vowing before the Lord in the name of Christ that you are joining together. Um, I think if you're doing that, you're good. Uh, outside of that, I don't think you have to add more, though you can and you're free to, but if you get less than that, I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, um, speaking of Christians getting married. Oh, oh, here we go. So Christians can marry anyone anybody they want? Uh, Christians should only marry Christians, right? It talks about be, you know, beware of being unequally yoked to non-believers yep. or even just the wrong kind of believer. Yeah, okay, so unequally, that's 2 Corinthians, right? Yeah, 2 Corinthians 6. Uh, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness, or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belial? Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? Yeah, that passage is, 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 is I think, a helpful, challenging passage, yeah. and it, it doesn't just speak to marriage, it speaks to a lot of things, but... It definitely speaks to the marriage issue, um, and the confession says this, right? That we should only marry those as such as profess the true religion. We mm-hmm. should not marry with infidels, idolaters. Um, so, 
To be unequally yoked clearly does mean, uh, in one sense, to for a Christian to marry a non-Christian. And but why is that a problem to me? What if they're in love? What if because you could genuinely love somebody yeah. who's not a Christian and you're not married and you want to get married? What's what's the danger? What's the harm? Well, the danger I think is being. Uh, being led astray. You don't have the same values. You don't have the same, um, I guess, priorities and goals, right? Like they they might be a great person, a great individual. They may even become, uh, a fantastic father or mother. Right. Right. Uh, but you're, you're looking to, uh, glorify God and in your marriage and you're unable to, if there is a, a non-believer, how, how are they yeah. going to prioritize that? Yeah, so like the the, the union itself isn't very unified yeah. at a very foundational level, and so it doesn't mean that you don't love them. It doesn't mean like what Jimmy said that they can't be uh, a faithful partner, an encouraging spouse, a good father, but it it it's going to severely uh, prohibit you from a unified approach to not just parenting and marriage, but living life because you are now one. And so living life is going to be much more complicated, much more difficult if you marry a non-believer. But it's not just about marrying the non-believer, right? Like it, uh, the confession says that um, you should only marry those as are godly, Mm. um, you know, marry those who are wicked in life. So is, is a problem, right? So in other words, you could marry a Christian, a professing Christian who is in a very bad spot, right? Just because somebody is a believer doesn't mean that they aren't in trouble or even yeah. chronic or, trouble. Or just uh, maybe they're, they're lacking maturity and they're just not at that correct stage in life to be married. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've known people who want to get married. I, I remember one couple early, early, this is back in like mid nineties. And, um, I was, uh, they wanted to get married and everyone, including me, we all said, look, you guys need to wait one year, wait one year. And, and the thing was, is I really believed in one year, one of those, uh, people would recognize the problem in the other person Mm -hmm. and, um, and then deal, figure it out and then not get married. Um, the, Neither one, but especially one party was not ready to get married. And I remember uh, they said, well, we're going to get married no matter what. We don't care. We're just going to do it. And as a young man, very inexperienced, I said, oh, if they're going to get married anyways, I might as well finish up the marriage counseling Mm. and join them together. They were Christians. And um, I didn't have a biblical, like clear biblical passage that says this person can't get married or shouldn't get married. I just sensed and could see like this is not a good idea. So I went ahead and married them. And it wasn't long after that that they got divorced, after they had a kid. Mm. And uh, ever since then, uh, I tell people up front, if I just don't feel comfortable marrying you, I will let you know and I won't do it <laughs> And uh, as we're doing the counseling. And I, I'm very clear about why I think people should or shouldn't get married when we're doing the counseling so that there's no confusion. So I think, yeah, it's a danger to be marrying the wrong kind of person, whether they're just immature yeah. or if they have alternate theology. When Jen and I were dating um, – I, before we dated long at all, we had to work out a couple of things because I needed to be sure. She doesn't have to agree with me in all theology. I don't have to agree with her in all theology, but where it was really important, one of those areas was how sovereign is God? 
Um, is he sovereign over the life and death of our kids, over the minute details of our lives? Because if we're not on the same page there, when tragedy happens, and it's going to happen, it does happen, we're going to handle this differently. And I wanted to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah. So your theology, it, it may not be a deal breaker. Um, but And so I'm, I'm not suggesting that a Calvinist can only marry a Calvinist, or an Arminian should only marry an Arminian, but you really need to work through that stuff to find out, like, is our difference are our differences theologically going to create problems for us in our marriage? You don't want to be unequally yoked in a way that's going to create big issues. So, yeah, for sure. The um, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, Jimmy, uh, mm. doesn't relate to marriage though. Oh, oh, I was like, oh, 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 I wanted to tell you about something that I'm kind of excited about. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, it's uh, it's about the NASB. The NASB? The New American Standard Bible. Okay. So the New American Standard Bible, right, uh, it's the 1995 translation. That's what was used by, like, all of the Reformed churches that I knew. Uh, you know, when I, back in, I remember in the mid-90s, like, that was my Bible of choice. I, it's a great translation. And it's really been recognized uh, by by a lot of people as a gold standard for word for word translation. You want a word for word translation. That's the translation that you go with. You go with the NASB. I love the NASB. I still use the NASB. Mm. Now Zondervan's the publisher of NASB. And here's the thing. Uh, they are sponsoring doctrine and devotion for the month so that we can talk about the new beautiful Bibles that they are putting oh. out. NASB 1995 text. They've got, that was uh, a good year. It was a good year. That was a good year. Now here's the thing. Uh, the NASB has a new typeface, like they call it comfort print typeface. Uh, they partnered with 2K Denmark to create this brand new typeface for all of the new NASB Bibles published by Zondervan. It's uh, it's the kind of typeface that's actually really easy to read, um, you, which means you can read it for longer periods of time mm. without reduce with uh, without like, having like strain on your eyes, eye yeah. strain, right? So uh, for more information on the typeface and to check out all the new editions that are coming out this month, go to NASB. 1995.com. I, can't, really I can't wait to get that on my, I, I can't wait to get my hands on it, man. NASB1995.com. Now we're going to get, we're going to get our copies of this very soon. So we'll be telling you guys uh, how, how we yeah, like what we think what of it. Like. What, yeah, uh, but the good and then bad. But we love the NASB translation. Yes. And so we're excited to talk to you about that. So hit NASB1995.com for more information on these awesome Zonovan Bibles. All right, Jimmy. So when we're talking about, uh, the the marriage between believers, like we should marry yeah. Christians, we should be equally yoked. Um, some marriage is uh, forbidden. Some marriage in like paragraph four. Paragraph four. Do you want to read it? I want you to read it. I don't want to read it. Aw. No, you know, I know why you why? want me to read it. I thought, because I thought, of that I've word. I've been reading a lot lately. No, okay. because of that word. Oh, if you know, affinity? <laughs> I, I can't pronounce it. Marriage ought not to be within the degrees of consanguinity or affinity forbidden in the word. Nor can such incestuous marriages ever be made lawful by any law of man or consent of parties, so as those parties may live together as man and wife. Mm. Consanguinity. Yeah. So, Joe, for for Steve, Steve McCoy, uh, Steve won't know McCoy what that word means. will not know what that word means. Uh, that is uh, related by blood. It means to be related by blood. Uh, so when you're uh. so. No, no, uh, no first cousins, no kissing cousins. No, yes. The word you're looking for, Jimmy, is uh, uh, in, uh, in, wait, incest. no, I'm gonna, okay, yeah. sounds good. Wait, how thinking, do you not know no, that? No, because I'm thinking of incense. I'm oh. like, I'm like, which one? <laughs> yeah, so, um, really what this, this paragraph is speaking to is, uh, a prohibition of 
people getting married who are related by blood or marriage, right? So affinity is relationships through marriage. Uh, mm-hmm. Consanguinity is marriage uh, is relationship through blood. And uh, this really comes from Leviticus 18 and 20. So if you read Leviticus 18 and 20, there's a bunch of laws in there, but that speak to this general issue. Yeah. In short, right, for here, for our purposes, incest is forbidden and the marriage if you're if you're marrying your your sister or um your your cousin or whatever uh that's not a marriage even if both parties agree mm-hmm. it's not a marriage now this is the thing to note for us here that we find is, is is interesting even if people are legally married or have a marriage that's recognized by the government and the culture that doesn't mean that the marriage itself is a true marriage yeah 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 and so the, like everybody you know i remember like you know gay marriages a very common thing today is recognized by all of our states and Christians lost their mind. Um, it's it, that is what our culture says a marriage is. It's not what the Bible says yeah. a marriage is. So you have to recognize the, the difference here. Our culture can say what our culture wants to say and practice what they want to practice. But what we recognize as marriage as followers of Jesus mm-hmm. is marriage between a man and a woman who willingly come together uh, in, in, in a covenant for life. That's really what we see, right? We've I'm been- glad to hear you very clear on that because I was concerned oh, really? uh, with your revoice leanings. I don't have any revoice I know, leanings. I know. You're I trying like, to get me in I trouble. Couldn't, I couldn't even say it with a straight face. I you were going to say because I was listening to Harry Styles oh. or something. <laughs> Man, ain't no revoice over here. I reject revoice for the record. Not down with revoice. Revoice is a problem. I couldn't even go on with it with a straight face. I was just so... Half of those Presbyterians need to straighten up. <laughs> I know that's tearing their convention apart, the whole revoice thing. So, anywho. Um, so, as Christians, like, bottom line here uh, for us. As Christians, we view marriage differently than the world does, right? Yes. For yes. Us, it, for, it's, it's not just a mere contract, right? No. No, no, no. It, it's something there's... It, it's more than that. It's... it's it's uh, two becoming one, right? Becoming mm. one flesh, um, seeking out each other's good, uh, encouraging one another, mm-hmm. um, uh, wanting to see each other grow deeper in their relationship with uh, with the Lord, and, and to go deeper in love with each other. It's it's not just uh, a piece of paper, right? Yeah, and all of that. I mean, it's it's, it's not temporal. It's yep. it's not divine by the individual. We don't just get to make it up because yep. we say all of that because. Marriage is created by God. We talked about that last, last week. Yep. Um, it's something that he gives to us. Yes. And as so like we have to conform to his ideal. And for us as Christians, uh, that means it's a picture of the gospel mm. right, from Ephesians 5, right? It's a, it's a picture of Christ's relationship with the church. And so there's much to be learned from God's word about marriage. There's much for us to implement in our lives. And that's probably the thing that makes me realize how important it is to work on our marriage to work in our marriage to work out in our marriage is that like we have to put in the time and the effort it's a sacred gift it's something that god has given us and so if we are married you don't just it's not just something that you just say okay i I got the contract got the covenant we're in i'm good like most dudes uh, stereotypically but it's a stereotype for a reason most dudes uh, will date their wife and woo their wife and write their wife poetry and all that stuff. They're super romantic and then they get married and it all kind of stops because they- You wrote alive. your wife poetry? I'm saying most, uh, that's a stereotype of oh, people. Okay. But I, I did write my wife poetry. And you still do? No, no. Oh, why? Yeah, that well dried up. I I, I, I spent all of my poetry fuel uh, in the beginning and I didn't have anything left. 
There was no reserve. Well, you hold on. Well, it, listen. I wouldn't you, have got her. Here's the thing. That's just it. If you if you've seen Jen and you know Jen, yeah, uh, how uh, beautiful she is uh, and how godly she is, and then you see Joe yeah. and you talk to Joe, mm-hmm. you had. You know what? That's the, I, what else am I gonna do? Well done, sir. I had to well put all done. my chips in. You and you know what? It worked. Yeah, it, it, I it, saw it, that. Fist bump. Thank you. you. But here's the thing. Um, so like, I, I'm not not too good at the poetry thing, you know. I don't, the poetry, listen, one of the poems I wrote her uh, was just a series of statements that uh, that were nonsensical and silly. Oh, okay, here's what I want. Okay, yeah. everyone, go online, you tag Doc Devo, tag Joe Thorne, tag Jimmy Fowler. I want to know, do we want a special Doc and Devo Valentine's Day release of Joe reading these poems <laughs> not gonna happen. Uh, no one one episode uh-huh. of Joe reading two maybe three poems uh-huh. that he wrote for Jen. Yeah, I don't think that's good. There is one. Listen, Get one is one is in my house. It's framed. Okay, that, fine. You uh, no. read that one. No, Valentine's no, no, Day. Gonna, Valentine's no. Day. We read that uh-huh. one. All right, guys, hit up Joe. Ask him. Say, Joe, pretty pretty please. No. Read the poem. All right. So point is <gasps> is that marriage has to be worked on. And worked out. And so whether that's wooing, Jimmy's taking notes so he doesn't forget to do this. No, no, I'm texting Jen. (laughs) So you got to, but the the idea here for me is, is because of what marriage is, it's something that we should treasure. And if you treasure it, if you value it, you're actually going to work on it. You're going to invest in it. And what I find in my life is if I, if I'm not writing poetry, I had, I had better find a way to demonstrate a romantic love towards my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I had better, I better assess, uh, are the ways that I love G- Jen, yeah. uh, ways that she can see and perceive, um, where do I need to, to invest in the marriage in tangible ways that make it stronger? Because, uh, if we want Christ to be the Lord, then we actually have to work towards that. Otherwise it will be one of the spouses or the kids or something like that. So marriage in the 1689, Great paragraphs, yeah. great chapter, super relevant, still super relevant. Um, yeah, man, we'd like to hear what you think about this particular chapter. If you want, you can hit us up on social media. Jimmy, how do they do that? You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays later. I'm still waiting for her to respond. She's not responding. I know. She might. I mean, I mean.